0: Welcome everybody to Shits and Giggles with Joey Keenan. This is Shits and Giggles, and I am Joey Keenan. How is everybody doing today? I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I got nothing. I got nothing. If you guys just wanna take the week off, you know what? That is completely fine with me, but we're gonna we're gonna make something out of nothing. I have a very few ingredients, and I'm gonna try to make something out of those few ingredients. It's gonna be like a cooking show. It's going to be like a cooking show on here. It's going to be fucking great. Um, But yeah, man, I don't know. (laughs) What's going on? What's going on with me? Follow the podcast's Instagram account. Um, Tell you what, I'll tell you one thing. My breath is rank right now. My breath is so rank. And the reason why is because, well, your boy had Kava before he came up here and filmed, started filming. He had kava. I'm going through a bit of a kava renaissance right now. And uh, it, took me, it took me quite a long time to get on the kava train. Because as many of you guys know, I'm white, right? I identify as white. I appear to be white. And growing up, when I was learning about restaurants and, you know, what to eat, what not to eat, I was always scared of kava because I was like, oh, that's, that's where the ethnics eat. But as I've grown older and as I've became a college-educated man, I've I began to want to experiment with the ethnics, right, with uh, the ethnic food. And I understand that kava might not be, like, the most ethnic thing in the world. It's really just uh, Mediterranean Chipotle. Is that correct? Is it offensive for me to be calling it Mediterranean? I don't know, man. I don't know. But I mean you guys already know that i've that I broke up with Chipotle this year um it was a big deal on the podcast when I was talking about it it was a big it was a big ordeal but i I eventually broke up with Chipotle and I added them into my graveyard and you know you guys might be wondering what the fuck's a graveyard and if you're wondering that you must not have a checkered past like I do. Because when you have a checkered past, it's important to have a graveyard. And what a graveyard is is on your phone, you change the contact name of anyone that you want out of your life to the grave emoji. You, you change it to that. Any anyone, it could be an ex. It could be a shitty friend. It could be your con- of a sister. It could be it could be anyone. It, it doesn't matter. But the point is, is once you change their name on your phone to a grave emoji, that means that whenever they hit you up, you ignore them. Because the grave emoji is already there, which means they're dead to you, right? And you know, I have myself a graveyard, my own graveyard. I think I've already talked about this on the program. I'm not too sure, but I don't believe in blocking people. I don't believe in that. I want you to see me doing good. Whether that's an ex, a shitty friend. I'm not going to block you. What what are we, in middle school? No, no, no. I want you to watch. I want you to watch me thrive and do good. But you're not going to be able to get to me. Why? Because you're in the graveyard. You're in the graveyard. And Chipotle, they were added to the graveyard. And, you know, they, they still try to hit me up. Like any ex or bad friend. they... They try to get to you. They they try to make you take ten steps back in your growth in your healing. And Chipotle is a toxic fucking ex because they they email me quite often. And unfortunately, on email you gotta have a graveyard that is mental. You're not allowed to change the names on email. At least I don't think. So when Chipotle emails me, I always just try to remember the why I why I broke up with them. And um, you know, I I broke up with Chipotle because enough was finally enough. I forgot when this happened. It might have been April, February. It was earlier in the year. And they just dis- disrespected me one too many times. They they didn't respect my boundaries. They they basically cucked me. That's what Chipotle would do. They would cuck me. They would fuck me by not actually fucking me. But by fucking someone else and making me watch, I would have to sit at, sit in the corner with my hands tied behind my back and watch Chipotle fuck another person, another man. And it was scarring. And I finally had said, "Enough is enough." You know, I I'm better than this. I'm better than the scoops that they give me. I'm better than the portions. I'm 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 better than the different prices every single time I go. I I'm better than that. I don't want to be cocked anymore. So I broke up with Chipotle. I did. This isn't news. I'm not coming on here saying anything new. I've talked about this in the past. My feelings about Chipotle. And I've been doing pretty good. About not going to Chipotle. And the reason why is because, well... I found someone new. I I found myself a nice exotic bitch. You know, she's, uh... she's exo- She's exotic. She knows how to please me. She, um... She's always welcoming. She knows how to make me go like, damn, this shit tastes bomb, you know? And I feel like every man out there and woman, they need, they need something in their life. They need a partner, a restaurant, anything. You know, this could be anything. A job. They just need something that makes them go. Oh, fuck. Oh, damn, this shit's banging. Oh, let me clean up the side of my lips. This is what we need, right? And Kava is that for me. Kava's fucking delicious, man. Dude, why have I been sleeping on that? kind of makes me upset that I I had a racial bias all these years. It's like I should have been going to Kava all this time. I guess I was just scared of the hummus people. Like, I didn't want hummus. Like, I was scared of the hummus. And when I finally lowered the walls of my hemogenic, is that even the word, Uh, (laughs) my cultural norms, when I finally lowered the walls of my biases and I finally took a bite of that honey garlic chicken and the tzatziki sauce, I wanted to marry that woman and goddamn is kava banging. It makes your breath smell though. It does make your breath smell 100%. But it's fine though. It's fine. I uh I'm drinking a Celsius cuz some things never change. Oasis vibe. It's a it's a brand new flavor by Celsius. And uh it is delicious. I love it. Sparkling prickly pear lime. And it is so good. I love it. I love it so much. It uh, it makes me... I think this might be my favorite energy drink ever. I mean, this, this flavor makes me want to do unholy things. This flavor makes me want to do sodomy with men. Not women. Other men. And that's just how it is, baby. I mean oasis vibe celsius it's delicious it really is and i wonder if they'll ever sponsor me we're taking our time here we really are no need to rush no need to rush uh so yeah what happened with me this week what happened with you guys this week anything good leave in the comments if something good happened to you this week if or something bad that's also fine you know, sometimes sometimes bad things happen and you just got to kind of take it to the chin and keep moving. Because that's uh, at least in the Western world, in Europe and shit, you're allowed to have a bad day and, you know, take a nap or something or, you know, go on a. um, Have yourself a little siesta even. But in the States, in the Western world, if you have a bad day, you just got to fucking stuff it down and keep it moving because well the way the uh the way the world is the way the western world is you're not allowed to have a bad day well you're allowed to have a bad day but you're not allowed to let that bad day affect you because when you have depression in the western world that only sets you behind which is only going to make you more depressed so it's best if you just stuff your feelings down and Never really get the chance to heal. Or really dive into what you got going on. Because you, you got to work. You got to work. And you're not allowed to take naps. You're not allowed to have a siesta. Because homes are. A home that was $300,000 in 2020. Is $600,000 now. And when the interest rates. In 2020 were. Like what? 3%? They're 7% now. Which means. Which means. To afford the same house in twenty twenty three as twenty twenty, in twenty twenty you would have to be making about seventy thousand dollars a year. But now you have to make about a hundred and fifty. So you're not allowed to be depressed, you're not allowed to have a bad day. So like I said, if you have a bad day, you could write it in the comments. But <laughs> once you write it in the comments, you better leave that shit in the graveyard and keep it fucking pushing. You're not allowed to have a bad day. Mm mm. You're not. But yeah, man, my mom asked me to go to the movies earlier this week, Sunday night. She was like, hey, Joey, you want to go see a movie with me tomorrow? And I'm like, sure, mom, I got nothing else going on. What movie are we going to go see? What are you thinking? You want to go see Wreck-It Ralph or something? That movie's not even out. What's the movie? What's the cartoon movie out right now? Um, Fucking the Mario movie, I think. I don't know. But she wanted to go see uh, Sounds of Freedom. And I said, oh, sign me up, dude. Sign me up. Have you guys been hearing about Sounds of Freedom, dude? Have you? Have they been teaching you this in class? Because that shit... I'll get into that in a second. But yeah, I was excited to go to the movies. I was really excited to go to the movies. Because I like the movies, man. I think the movies get a bad rep. I do. I think everyone thinks that the movies can be replaced with Netflix or HBO Max, and that is just so far away from the truth. Because when I watch movies on Netflix and HBO Max, I don't have the attention span to watch them. I'm on my phone. I'm on threads talking about how a quesadilla saved my life. Follow me on threads. So I can't ever pay attention to, you know, a movie when I'm watching it at home. But at the movie theater, something about the, uh, The ambiance it gets you really, it gets you really like emotionally involved in the movie. And I've always found that when I go to the movie theaters and I'm watching a movie, I always try to like take characteristics from like the main character in the movie and like kind of make them a part of myself. Like that's like a big thing, right? Like if I'm watching what was the movie, a Spider Man, right? When I'm watching Spider-Man like I like identify as Andrew Garfield for three hours like that's just what I do and then I walk out of the theater and I like just do this to people and I'm just like oh, yeah, I'm sexy aren't I and I do all that when I come out of the theater like I think I'm the fucking man but then by the time I get to my car I wake up to the fact that I'm just a pathetic fucking 22 year old with Really no redeeming qualities. And the movie was fake. It really was. Which is why I'm looking forward to going to go see Oppenheimer and Barbie. Because, I mean, Oppenheimer, dude, it has that guy from uh, Peaky Blinders. And Peaky Blinders was a big one. I used to always identify with Peaky Blinders. Um, Thomas Shelby, I used to always identify with him, dude. I'd, like, walk up to my my girlfriend, and she'd ask me, like, what's wrong, Joey? What's wrong? Like, why are you so down all the time? Like, talk to me. You could talk to me about these things. And, like, I'd say some shit, like, when a man talks about his pain, others scoff. You're not allowed to talk about your pain. Because there's a job to do when you're a man. You have to provide. You have to make sacrifices. So, if I were to talk about My pain in front of others. They wouldn't get it. So I prefer to just cry. In the comfort of my own home. When I'm alone at night. But yeah. Cillian Murphy's an amazing actor dude. And he plays the fucking. The guy in Oppenheimer dude. Dropping bombs and shit. I'm excited to go see that movie. Because you already know. That when I leave there. I'm going to be like. Thinking about going into. Science. You know what I'm saying and Barbie's coming out. I heard Barbie's going to be a good movie because it's going to be very self-aware of itself. It's going to be um it's going to make fun of itself, which is always funny. I love it when movies don't take themselves like that seriously, like they know what they are. It's very clever stuff. I've been seeing a lot of people saying that Margot Robbie's mad, which like by the way, go fuck yourself. Like what are you even talking about? I actually love when people say shit like that. Because obviously it's probably for attention, but I do know people out there who, like, have these such high standards for women. Like, they need, like, their partners or, you know, sexual escapades to look a certain way. And I've always found those, those people to be kind of gay. Right? Because me personally, with the majority of women, I could find at least some beauty in them. At least some. Right. But like the men who like. I sound like such a pick me right now. Oh my God. I should probably stop. But the men who are out there saying Margot Robbie. Is mid. Like you need to check your browser history. Because you got a porn addiction. You have unhealthy. You have an unhealthy perception of. Women. And sex. You're sitting here and telling me. That Margot Robbie is mid. Yeah, is she a little overhyped? Yeah, yeah, I'll sit here and say that. Sure, I could, I could hop on that bandwagon, but to say that she's mid, that's just crazy, disrespectful, dude. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy to say, mid. Zendaya's mid, not Margot Robbie, dude. Let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it a buck. Um. But yeah, I went to go see Sounds of Freedom with my mother and it was great. My mom called it a date, which is such a mom thing to do when the mom when your mom like takes just you out to go see like a movie or, you know, out to like a meal. It's like, oh, we're going on a date. It's like such a mom thing, right? Freud can't keep getting away with this. But um Yeah, basically if you haven't heard what Sounds of Freedom is, it's about child sex slaves. It's about human trafficking. And apparently it was made in 2021 and Disney owned the rights to it, I think. And Disney was like, we're not letting this out because we traffic child. We 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 traffic children, right? Fucked up. Swinging a mess. But anyway, um basically it's a true story. Sounds of Freedom is a true story about this guy named Tim Ballard who worked for law enforcement and He worked in, like, the trafficking unit, right? Or at least he was dealing with pedophiles. So he would catch, you know, people who would watch child porn on their laptops and download it. Like, he would go catch those people. And eventually he decided that he wanted to start saving the children. Because he was catching all these pedophiles, but he wasn't finding any children that were being trafficked and used for these videos. So basically it was like a really, I don't want to say a feel-good story because... I mean, at the end of the day, how how good of a story is it if there's children that need to be saved from being trafficked? But it was a very, very it was a very good movie. I loved it. It was um, basically Tim Ballard. He saved this kid at the border, um, but then try to go save the kid's sister who was being trafficked in like a whole nother country. Right. So basically the whole movie was about him trying to go find the girl. And it was a great story. Um, And I wasn't... I didn't really want to talk about this movie, right? Because, like, bummer, right? I didn't really want to talk about this movie. But I am confused about a little something when it comes to this movie. And I want to bring it up. I really want you guys... Because we're all adults here. The people that listen to Shits and Giggles. We... We're all adults. We're all educated. None of us are ignorant. Gosh, no. We are all educated people who are quite bright in each of our own regards. I thought I had a fart. But um help me clear this up. Why are people upset about this movie? Why is why is there a controversy about this movie? Can can somebody. Educate me on this. I'm, I, I'm I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out why this movie is being labeled controversial. Why is it that when you get a little bit too emotional, when you get a little bit too caring about children being trafficked and sold to people who want to fuck them, you're all of a sudden like a part of QAnon. Like, why? Why is that the case? When when did that become a thing? Why is it that all of a sudden, like, if I were to go on Instagram or Twitter and speak up about children that are being trafficked, all of a sudden I was at January 6th, right? Why is that? It's been something that's bothering me. I don't really understand. (laughs) I don't get it. I don't get it. I... It's been stumping me, and I'm coming on here to talk about it, which means I should probably have an answer why it's controversial, but I don't. At least I don't have an answer that wouldn't make me sound like a fucking psychopath, because that's the problem with um, talking about this, is it sounds so fucking insane that when you do talk about it, you sound like a maniac. Like, whenever you were to, like, bring up at, like, a dinner party, right, it's like, hey... Isn't it crazy that two million children are being trafficked as we speak, as we drink our mojitos, as we eat our um, cod? Isn't it crazy that while we're sitting here enjoying this succulent meal, there's like an eight-year-old being bought eight times a night for sex? Isn't that kind of crazy? And if you were to say something like that, all of a sudden – you will never be invited back to have another succulent meal. And I feel like that's a little bit, something's a little bit disconnected, right? That all of a sudden when you want to come up and speak out about the fact that it's a real fucking problem in Houston, L.A., any city really. It's a real big problem that children are being trafficked. All of a sudden when you say something like that, like, you're on a watch list. In fact, I'll probably be put on a watch list for this episode. I feel as though people don't want this movie to get out. For whatever reason. And I've talked about this before in the program. That everyone in the elite, they're all fucking pedophiles, right? This isn't news, right? Trump, Biden, they, you think they're enemies? You think Biden and Trump are enemies? No, they go out to the island together and they both fuck the 12-year-old girl. Right. That's what they do. It's all part of show. But it's just crazy, man. It's it's crazy. I mean, we're living in crazy times, man. I wonder what it was like in the 80s. Right. I mean, I, mean, I, I bet you this didn't just start now. This isn't new. Right. I think it's just more talked about now because of the Internet. I mean, I could only imagine how many children were being trafficked in the 70s. Right back when you would probably just leave your house, right? When If you grew up in the 70s, like, no one had phones. Back in the 70s, you were able just to kind of cheat on your wife, and, like, no one would know. But now if you cheat on your wife, it's like, you know, a, a, a Venmo would would get you caught up, or Find My Friends would get you caught up. Like, you can't cheat anymore, which is, which is good. That's one of the good things that have come out of the Internet. But, like... When you're a child and you leave your house, nowadays, it's like you're always connected with your parents. You have a tracker on your phone. But back in the 70s man, you could probably go to like five towns over and your your parents didn't even know. And that's just what that's just what used to happen. So I can only imagine how many people were being getting traffic back then. And I know what a lot of you guys are thinking if you guys are even listening this far along it's like, "Joey, can you move along? Why do you always make it weird every single week?" And you know what, you're right. I've noticed that I that I've been quite a Debbie downer since moving back home. I've realized that, and I think it's really because just I'm, I'm hanging out with my dad a lot more, you know? My my dad keeps me keeps me privy on this type of shit. Back when I was at college, Glassboro State, woo woo, go profs. Back when I was at Rowan, dude, I didn't really think about this shit all that much. I mean, I did, but not that much, but now that I'm at home and I have all this free time, like I got nothing to do, but think about this shit. So when I come on the podcast, it just leaks out of my pores. It just leaks out of my pores. Like, like booze from the night before. (laughs) Cause like I stay up all night and I'm just thinking about how fucked the world is and how hopeless it is and how tired I am and how really at the end of the day, I can't do nothing about it because you know, Tucker Carlson and Hunter Biden, they're friends. And Tucker Carlson acts like he's like the fucking for the people. But really, he he cuts checks to Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden cuts checks back. And that's just how it goes. But yeah, I'll I'll move along. We can move along. So have you guys been seeing this Jonah Hill shit? Jonah Hill's alleged text messages show that therapy speak. Is officially out of control. Now, basically, what happened is Jonah Hill's ex released texts between the two of them, detailing where Jonah Hill was detailing his boundaries for the relationship, right? And um, it's been very controversial because a lot of people have been saying that like these messages kind of come across as Jonah Hill being controlling. Um, I don't really want to read. The messages because I feel like it's kind of weird that this woman released private conversations between her and her ex. But that's a conversation for another day. It's been very controversial because um, Jonah Hill was basically telling his girlfriend like, hey, babe. I'd appreciate it if you didn't post pictures on Instagram with like your asshole hanging out. Like when you go surfing, because I I know you're a surfer and that's all fine and dandy, but like you surf with a lot of dudes. Like, do you think you could surf with maybe like some women? Maybe. Would that be cool? And also when you post on Instagram, like maybe don't show your orifice. Right. That would be kind of nice. I would appreciate that. That's just one of my boundaries. One of my boundaries for this relationship is I would appreciate it if like maybe you didn't hang out with all of your hoe friends on the weekends and who were who are from your troubled past. That's just one of my boundaries. I would appreciate it. It would be nice. And you know women, right? They're not happy about this. I'm talking about like women in general and not really the ex. People are not happy about this. People are calling Jonah Hill, by the way, the guy from Super Bad. They're they're calling him like a misogynist, controlling, a narcissist, every name in the book. Right? And I just think this is so funny. I think this is so funny because, for years, decades even, women have been telling men to go to therapy, to talk about your feelings, go to therapy, right? And the second that men go to therapy and like talk about like their feelings, all of a sudden it like comes across as them weaponizing it right you're weaponizing it you're gaslighting me right you're using therapy speak which if there's anything we could really learn from this is that there's no way to make these women happy and listen i'm i'm so happy that i have a dope ass girlfriend and who i never ever have to deal with this kind of shit i never ever have to say the obvious of like hey hey babe like I would appreciate it, and this is, I'm not trying to be controlling, but I would appreciate it if, like, maybe you didn't go out to the club, like, wearing strings over your bottom half. I would appreciate it, right? I never even have to say that, because it's kind of, like, inferred that, like, when you're in a relationship, you got to kind of have respect for the other person, right? And it goes both ways. Like, I can't go out. And fucking, you know, flex my dick in front of a bunch of girls, right? Like, I can't do that, right? But, um, you guys already know how I feel about therapy, right? I'm not going to talk about my feelings unless there's a camera involved. Because otherwise, what's well, the point. Oh, great, my dog's barking. Hey, Jakes! Jenks baby! I'm kind of filming the number one podcast in the world, so I would appreciate it. If you didn't, bark. My dog is so rude. She she has anxiety, right? <laughs> Don't we all? She has anxiety and she doesn't like to be alone for more than like five minutes or else she starts to freak the fuck out. And I know what a lot of you guys are thinking. Like, oh, like you probably should have brought her upstairs. It's like, no, she doesn't want to be up here. She wants to sit on the couch in the living room and she wants people to come to her. She wants people to really bend to every need of hers. And if you were to ask me, that's pretty fucking controlling, right? Maybe Jinx is a controlling – Jinx is my dog's name. Jinx, Maybe Jinx needs to go to therapy and kind of get this um, controlling behavior under control. Um, but, yeah, man, so it's been a very controversial topic, this Jonah Hill situation. A lot of people have been, like, talking about, well – what are boundaries? Like, what do boundaries mean? Like, what is a boundary that is not controlling? And honestly, I mean, we could figure this out right here on the program. I got nothing. I got nothing. So let's just figure this out. Boundaries meaning. Um, okay. The definition of boundaries means anything that marks a border. It's a real or imagined line that marks the edge or limit of something or the limit of a subject principle or relationship. So what do you guys think? Do you think that a boundary that telling your partner that like, Hey, maybe don't show your asshole on Instagram. Like, do you think that's a, that's an appropriate boundary or do you think Jonah Hill is taking away his ex partner's identity, her individuality? Let's look at these pictures, man. I mean, if if her asshole's really out on the gram, I mean, yeah, maybe it's a problem. Or maybe Jonah Hill's just being insecure. Right? It could go either way. There really is no way to know. Let's let's look up her gram. Let's let's try to figure this out. Um, let's look at her pictures. The first one she's got. It's just her surfing. Her whole body's covered. Okay, so. Not that big of a deal. The second picture, you know, she's wearing some sort of heart dress. Not that big of a deal. The third picture is of her as a child. We're not going to show that. Fourth picture, a little black and white. haven't seen an asshole yet. Yeah, I'm scrolling through all these pictures and I'm not seeing any buttholes. Jonah, you might be kind of tripping a little bit. I'm going to be honest. I mean, these swimsuits that you're ex-girlfriends wearing, I mean, it's not very revealing. I mean, first of all, a lot of these pictures are of her as a child. So are you talking about her as a child wearing? Revealing her asshole? Is that what you're talking about? I mean, I understand in order to get to the level that you're at, no, we're not gonna. I think, I think what I want to do for the second half of the year is I think I want to become better at the conspiracy talk. I think I want to stop talking so much about um... Pedophilia, corruption, exploitation, um, politics—that—that that would even be cool. I think I should kind of loosen up, because I bet you a lot of people want to listen to this podcast, but they like physically can't because like I'm such a Debbie Downer. That's why my girlfriend doesn't listen. My girlfriend's like, "Listen, babe, you're funny, but like, you're so dark. Like, you talk, you talk about really depressing stuff." And obviously my my first reaction to that information is like, babe, like like you have to be on the right side of history. And she's like, Joey, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. And honestly I should probably start taking notes from my girlfriend, right? You know, my girlfriend, she's she's like the polar opposite of me. There's a lot for me to learn from her and I should really let loose and allow me myself to take some things from her. Um and that might make me a more tolerable person to be around. I mean, I'm a very negative person. I've been very negative since graduating college. Very negative. I've been cursing a lot more. I can imagine that I am not a fun person to be around. And I've been noticing that. I've been noticing that I'm... I've been kind of like... Eh, right? <laughs> like, like Joey, like, loosen up a little bit. Like, Become a little bit more silly. Like, isn't your podcast called Shits and Giggles? You're... Your podcast isn't called the fucking Daily Wire or like, you know, like, like white people are oppressed. Like, that's not what your podcast is called. And you're right about that. You really are. Therapy speak, though. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy that that women (laughs) women? They're like, you're fucking weaponizing therapy. It's like, why? Because we're using it correctly? We're using these terms correctly? We're using self the words, like, bitch, I know how to have self-care. I know what being toxic means. I know what a boundary is. What, just because you made up these rules, you don't think I can learn them and use them better than you? The matriarchy, am I right? It's fucking crazy. But yeah, Jonah Hill, you're kind of being a little bit of a pussy, though. That's my final opinion. He's being a bit of a pussy. I mean, I was expecting way more shit from Sarah Brady. That—that's her. That's his ex's name, by the way. Because how he made it sound on on the text messages, like he made it sound like Sarah Brady was like going on there, like fucking spreading her fucking cheeks apart and like spreading her lips, and like making it talk like "Let's go surfing," right? But really, I went on there, and it's really just very innocent. Like, what your 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 woman's not allowed to have hobbies, dude? My girl <laughs> listen fellas My girl she could post whatever the fuck she wants. You'll never find any text from me. My girlfriend will never leak any text from me saying, Joey doesn't let me Joey make <laughs> Joey makes me weigh myself, right? Like he like you're never gonna see that. You're never gonna see my girlfriend coming out and being like, oh like like Joey like 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 he makes me weigh myself. Cause I don't fuck with scales. Scales is for petty weight, right? All my fucking fellow street gang members out there, like, that's petty weight, right? I don't fuck with scales. I move pounds. I don't move grams. What a weird episode this is. See, this is what happens when I don't leave the house. Is I just come on here, and I just really talk about a whole lot of nothing. If it's not about the New World Order... It's just about stupid shit. It really is. It really is. I've been getting really... I mentioned this before on... on uh, Like earlier in this episode. But I've been getting really, really into quesadillas. Dude, we gotta talk about... As a... Fuck therapy. Fuck therapy speak. If you're depressed out there... Do yourself a favor... And make yourself a nice quesadilla. Get yourself a tortilla get yourself some cheese and get yourself a pan and whip some shit up after that first bite of that quesadilla all your feelings of inadequacy and you know anxiety even it all kind of just gets washed away because it's really hard to be unhappy when you're munching down a quesadilla it really is it's it's damn near impossible it's damn near impossible to be unhappy when you're eating a quesadilla. And something that's so awesome about quesadilla is it's like, it's low effort. It's, it's low risk. Like, you don't need to buy a whole bunch of ingredients. It's not expensive. It's just cheese and a tortilla. And all you got to do is combine those two ingredients together and you're fucking riding high, baby. You're riding on a high unlike any other. That's what I'm going to start telling people. I mean, I, I don't like it when people take antidepressants. You could quote me on that. I don't believe in antidepressants. Because I feel like antidepressants, they just make you numb. They don't actually help you. They just kind of oil apart in your brain. And it doesn't really fix the innate problem. And the innate problem, they say, you haven't had a quesadilla in a while. And once you have a quesadilla, I mean, fuck your depression, baby. Your depression's gone. Kiss it on the forehead. Tell it goodbye. Say, I'll see you later depression i'm having a quesadilla baby right Ah, oh. man sorry i haven't been so silly and whimsical this episode i'll try to be better next episode but you know i've just been i've been i've been chilling man i've been chilling i've been you know this week was a weird week and of course it was going to be a weird week because i started my week off Watching a movie about child sex slaves, so obviously it wasn't going to work out. Obviously, this week was going to be a bust. Um, what else? I, got, I I, really got no other notes. I mean, the Northwestern football team—they got caught up with hazing. Like, who cares, right? Uh, like, like I said last week, with cocaine being found in the found in the White House, it's like, yeah, does the bear shit in the woods? It's like, oh, does like football teams like haze? It's like. Yeah, it does. The bear shit's in the woods. Let's all use our common sense here, people. But the Northwestern football team, they do this really fun thing called, like, a naked slingshot. And I'm kind of jelly. Like, why didn't my fraternity do that shit? Like, why didn't my fraternity make me strip down and fucking get an exercise band out and make me, like, slide across the floor just with my asshole out getting splinters on the hardwood floor? I joined a stupid fraternity. Why the fuck didn't my fraternity make me do that shit? That makes me so upset. It makes me so upset, man. Fucking fuck, dude. <laughs> Alright, well, I mean that's all I got for this episode. A lot of you guys um have been contacting me like wondering if like that story that I told last week was like real or fake. It was real. What, you think I'm gonna come on here and lie? I met Jay Z and I wasn't. And a lot of people are like, oh, Pixar didn't happen. It's like, you think I was allowed to take pictures at this party? No, I had to sign an NDA because that's how the rich people do it. I was at that party. And if you have a fucking problem with that, you could DM me on Instagram right here. DM me. DM me and tell me if you got a problem with me. It goes far beyond this. All right, so what did we learn from this episode? I got to start doing this more often about, like, lessons at the end of the episode. It's like, well, what did we learn? Well, what did we learn in this episode? We learned that, um, we learned that, A, Joey needs to get outside more and loosen up a little bit. And Joey also needs to stop talking to his dad so much about Fox News. He needs to kind of just, whenever his dad tries to show him something on his iPad, You just got to say, you know what, Dad? No. No, Dad. I'm trying to protect my peace. I want to be ignorant. I want to ignore. I want to ignore the policies and the exploitation that's going on. And I don't want to hear about it anymore. So that's what I'm going to do on this podcast. I'm going to make an effort. To loosen up a little bit. Become a little bit more silly. Next week, I'm going to come on here silly. Right? Come on. Listen, the next episode's always the next one. So come back next week. And I'll be way more silly and whimsical. And maybe I'll even cry next week. Like maybe I'll be so jolly and happy and um mischievous. that Like I just, I start crying. I haven't cried on the podcast yet. And I cry a lot. I cry a couple times a week. So it's only a matter of time before I get a good cry in on shits and giggles, baby. Oh, that's going to be a good one. That's going to be a fun one when I start crying. It's coming, man. It really is. And what else did we learn? We learned um, We learned Joey Joey has a healthy relationship with his girlfriend. Joey, um, Joey isn't controlling like Jonah Hill. Joey, while he is insecure, he isn't insecure when it comes to his relationship with his girlfriend. Right, babe? I got your back. I treat you good, don't I? I try, at least. All right, everyone. This is a weird one. I might not even upload this. Follow the podcast, the Instagram account. Um, Yeah, man. Like and uh, follow on YouTube. Rate the podcast five stars on Spotify. And I'll see you guys all next week. I love you all. Praise God. Bye-bye.